and welcome to a brand new episode of Delivering Marketing Joy. I am your host, Kirby Hossman, and joining me today, a rock star in our industry, also a repeat guest, a good friend of mine. We've, we've known each other for quite a few years now. He's the president of Showdown Displays, as you can tell, and uh, his name, Kevin Walsh. Thanks so much for joining me, bud. Well, uh, thank you, Kirby. I appreciate being here. And um, I think we, last time we met, it was right before this whole roller car coaster started. So uh, <laughs> what a journey we've had since that time. <laughs> Yeah, I, I joked about it at one point uh, in 2020, it was October, and we were talking about something that happened in July. And I was like, oh, that was five years ago. Like that, <laughs> things changed so rapidly. So, well, that, that, that leads nicely uh, into kind of my first question, because um, you manage a big team uh, there in, at Showdown that, and it's, that has had to have been a challenge over the last 18 to 24 months. So what are some lessons you've learned in leading an organization during this time? Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, it, it's been a it's been a wild ride. I, I I don't know that there is anyone who wouldn't say that over the last eighteen months, and and it continues to be so. Yeah, uh, you know, unfolding each and every day is a, a new set of challenges that uh, maybe it was for so long we just got used to. Um, uh, things repeating one another that, that when we were thrown such wild uh, scenarios, it was hard to cope with. But I, I would tell you, um, it has been very challenging. We we had a very challenging 2020. As you might imagine, Showdown Displays uh, is based in in-person events and right. events all but ceased. So um, uh, if you look at the top 40, I believe Showdown took it on the chin the most of the top 40. Uh, Which makes sense. Wide. Yeah, uh, but we've we've been blessed in bouncing back, and I I would really I'd attribute that really to three different elements. Uh, the the first part of this was what immediately happened with our team was was just being creative. Uh, we had to be creative. Um, yeah. uh, if there weren't trade shows going on, how else could our products and, and and equipment be used? And the ingenuity and innovation that I saw in the in the first ninety days was was truly remarkable. So I, I would say being creative and being you know, um, I guess, uh, curious enough to look for those uh, solutions and not um, so set in your ways to, oh, oh no, we're just going to keep pushing this water up. The right. Hill. right. Um, so that's one. I, and then, you know, flexible would be the other thing, which um, I know we've all talked about pivoting and all that. that. That seems overdone, but flexible required people to do jobs that they didn't do previously. It yeah. had people doing jobs, multiple jobs. Uh, as we had to downsize our team, it had people doing jobs they'd never done before um, because uh, we needed that role filled at that time. So that flexibility, and then that included myself, by the, by the way, as I'm saying this. And the last one I would say is, is it's just being open. Um, as a leader, I, I felt one of the things that was incumbent on myself and our entire leadership team was we need to be able to communicate what was going on as we knew it. And yeah. Say at the same time, it could change in an hour or two, but mm -hmm. this is what we know right now. And I think that openness uh, certainly helped build some strength with our team, our course team, and uh, the trust that that really required as you went through this long journey, which yeah. is still going, by the way. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. It's it's funny you say that. I, I think back to when this sort of all went down and like the world sort of shut down back in 2020. I, you know, we sent everybody home um, and we, I implemented daily meetings over Zoom. Um, we'd never done daily meetings as an organization. And I thought, oh, that's probably going to be too much, but let's just see. And for like two to three months, 
there was new news every single day. It was, it was like, not to mention it was just good to kind of continue to connect, but it, to your point, like things have been so rapidly changing. Now, no, we're not meeting on a daily basis now, but we're meeting twice a week now, which we didn't do before. So it, it you're, you're right. I think being flexible and being willing to just, you know, understand that we're communicating things that could be changing in a, in a week is, is important. Yeah. yeah. To your point, and, and that very beginning, the 24 hours was a lifetime and <laughs> we had, we had daily huddles every morning and, and seeing what we covered yesterday was, you know, yeah. a blank tape rewritten and, and re-recorded that day and, and so on and so forth along the way. And I, I'll tell you back to that open stuff. Um, we, we took all of our in office personnel and we moved them offsite in a matter of seven days mm -hmm. uh, at the end of March. That was nearly 150 people. Uh, and we had never really worked remote outside of our sales organizations, which has always been remote. And um, I, I began doing a daily post uh, to the internal team so that they would get a, a taste of what was going on, what business was like, and you know some sort of words of encouragement to face the day as it was going on. And, and I know it sounds like really bleak, but you know, there were days were pretty bleak. If we all yeah. look back at 2020, honestly, not knowing what tomorrow brought. And yeah. there were times for us all when that was the case. Yeah. And so one of the things I know about you guys is Showdown, and obviously we're a customer of yours, but you're an organization that prides itself on delivery and service. And you and I have talked about this in the past. That has to have been tough. And, and not just in the past year, but even recently because of inventory challenges and all that stuff. So yeah. What, what advice would you give when trying to provide great service during these challenges of inventory and labor crisis and just things that are completely out of our control? Well, first and foremost, I, I would say, you know, uh, Showdown believes one of its competitive advantages is the on-target guarantee that we offer, which is essentially, we got your back 100%, you know, whether, whether uh, it's FedEx or fire, doesn't really matter. We've, we've got you covered. Um, I don't see any of our competitors adopting that strategy anytime soon because it's been it's been a pretty challenging uh, strategy to, uh, to continue to offer this year. But we're committed to that, and uh, it has been very, very, uh, I guess, complicated in the fact that uh, I, I believe Showdown is one of the best, if not the best, at fulfilling a promise that we can control. Uh, unfortunately, uh, so consider product, people, uh, and, and production all happening within the same building and being out the door. What's happened in the past 90 days with the uh, disruption in supply chain, really the, the difficulties in onboarding new talent and finding new talent on board has made it uh, very difficult, particularly as volume has come back in yeah. such a um, unbelievable yeah. fashion. Uh, that, uh, you know, as quickly as it went down, it has come back and it, it's certainly much more difficult to find uh, quality people and to train them in time. So that's mm -hmm. been our real challenge. So my advice on that is, it's been the advice that I've shared with our team all the way through uh, transparency, transparency, transparency. This gets back to really what I talked about in the, the first question. If we, the, the, information changes so frequently and it doesn't change so frequently. Hey, hey, you told me the container was going to arrive yesterday, but yep, that's what they told me the container. So <laughs> I'll continue to tell you where, where we are in the process, but it is uh, really just a matter. And I think this is really where you're going to see strong bonds formed between suppliers and distributors 
about who they can trust, who is sharing that information with them. And um, the line I always use with my team is, is bad news ripens quickly. So you, you gotta get it off the shelves as quickly mm. as possible. Make sure people know what's going on and be sure that they can communicate that to their customers. Bad news ripens quickly. I like that a lot. That's really good. It, it, it's communication. And I figured you would say something like that. It is amazing how if, if it, like you said, if it's bad news, but you get it to me right away so that I can come up with an alternative solution or we can together. I think there's a lot of truth to that. So um, uh, can I belabor that yeah, one more? Yeah, please. I, I would tell you the other thing that our team has been doing uh, quite a bit of is, um, is uh, alternatives. And, and in the past, if someone was looking for an apple, it was a variation of apple that we had to, you know, offer to them. Now we're pre we're presenting pineapples and bananas, you know, whatever <laughs> it might be, because inventory is such a challenge that I I, I would uh, say to anyone out there, if if you've got a a, a solution you're trying to find for your client, uh, just be open to alternative solutions because whether you're buying something for your house or for your client. The supply chain is disrupted and uh, trying to find uh, the product is all going to uh, be a result of available, availability. Yeah. It's, it, it's a great point. So we had a meeting this week and I just want to kind of pile on what you're saying. And one of my sales team um, said that place an order, the supplier wrote back and said, we're out of that uh, item, but here are alternative colors. And he was just like, praise the Lord. Like that's like, and because so many times it's just, we're out. And as simple as saying, Hey, here's a couple other options. We immediately are like, great red go. Like, you know, we yeah. can kind of move on that and it, it's good for everybody. So that's a great point. Um, so I'm curious to know like what tips that you give, obviously, like we said, you're leading a team. Um, but what tips you give for growing, uh, both personally, professionally, how do you evolve? Well, I'd like to think, first of all, that I am evolving. So I'm, <laughs> we're, we're going to make that as one of the assumptions here. But oh, yeah. one, one of the, I guess the premise I would put under this is, is the word you started the question with. Is that That's curious. Just continue to be curious. One, of, uh, I've been blessed with a, a very long and diverse career uh, through many different companies. Uh, I spent a, a fair amount of time in each one of those. But one of the things that I've learned is that each of the individuals I've met along the way has a gift that I don't have. And being curious to learn what that gift is, is um, another tool in my toolbox that I didn't have before I met them. So uh, you can look in books, you can look in certainly research or however you want to go about it. But I always find the best way for me to grow is through other people and my interactions with those individuals, because I've to this day, there, there's a gift that each one of those people is bringing. And if I can learn something or appreciate that gift, then that is a way for me to continue to grow and, and hopefully in the process, share mine with them. Yeah, I love that. It's kind of learning from those around you. I think that's something sometimes we take for granted. Um, so that's great advice. Um, final question. It's the one that I, I love asking and, and folks struggle to answer. So uh, threw a hard one at you on this one. But what is a piece of advice you hear all of the time? Uh, that you think is wrong? <sighs> it's a tough one. Yeah, you know, it is a, it is a tough one. Um, I guess what, uh, how would I best answer that?
mine would be don't be afraid to speak up if you mm. believe in what your answer is. And I, I find in, in much of my experience that people would prefer and they often say, no, no, don't say anything right here. Um, and then it goes off to a side meeting or it goes into the restroom and everybody's going, I can't believe no one said anything there. And, <laughs> and, 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 and then you end up with a situation where, you know, it seems as though everyone's approved something which they haven't really approved. Right. So uh, to, to me, um, and I'm usually that dissenting voice, you know, don't be afraid to speak up if you believe in what your opinion and your commitment is, um, share that with others because too often there are people who won't speak up that share that same belief and they'll follow that if someone is willing to take the chance to step out on the branch. Man, that's great advice. And if I can, if I can piggyback on that a little bit, if you're still afraid, one of the ways that I've found that I've lessened that, you know, the, the risk of speaking up where you feel like you're going to get yourself in trouble or something is to do it in the form of a question. Um, you know, just, Hey, I don't understand that. Can you, that doesn't make any sense to me. Why would we do it that way? Sometimes that's a way to step out on that branch without putting both feet out there. (laughs) And, and, and what you, to your point, what often it does is it draws out those other folks so that you're not the alone dissenter because it's a little safer. Um, but man, that's because again, like you said, we've all been through things where at the end of it, everybody's like, we just approved something that sucked and we don't know why. And, and, and everyone's, you know, nodded in compliance yeah. with it. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not, a, I guess, a, I'm not afraid to be the lone dissenter for sure. I think there should always be multiple voices in the room doing that, but uh, don't be afraid to be that individual because I think so much good can happen from a robust dialogue like that. Oh man, that is, that's great advice. Kevin. I, I really appreciate that. <laughs> that's a good one. Well, and thank uh, you. yeah. And I appreciate you sort of coming on the show. I know this is a crazy time and, and we'll, you know, we'll, we'll have to do this again. Okay. Well, wait a minute. Don't I get to fire one back at you? You do. You do. You do. Not well, everybody I, remembers, but you do. I think you were trying to get away with it. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> I love it. Uh, so I had a question that has a lot to do with the learnings over the past uh, 18 months, because yeah. uh, we all have them. And I, I guess my question to you is um, what what skill or uh, something that you learned or improved during the pandemic mm-hmm. that, that will become part of your life going forward? Oh, man, that's a great question. Um, and I, my hope is that there have been a few things. Right. But I think the thing that pops into my head is so, so the, my answer a year ago would have been, look, I believe, you know, I've always believed in the idea of content marketing. We doubled down on that and it was good for us, right? We were continuing to provide value and put us top of mind with people. Uh, that's a thing that I think that we were doing already, but we doubled down. I think the thing that in, in hearing this question now that kind of pops into my head is I've done a better job and I still need to work on allowing people kind of, rather than providing people a solution, my team is, is giving them the problem and letting them do it so that I can focus on the stuff that I'm best at. Right. Uh, that's a struggle. I think for a lot of entrepreneurs, um, that, uh, if it's to be, it's up to me. Um, Mm -hmm. and uh, you know, that's, uh, that's, that gets you to a place, right? But but then I think once you can free up those people and, and allow them with direction to, to run, I found that that's one of the reasons, you know, we're doing pretty well is I've, I've gotten out of people's way. Does that make sense? 
<laughs> well, it, it's a difficult thing for an entrepreneur, though, I can tell you that for sure. Uh, but yes, and, and if you've taken that with you from this experience, then it's, it's a, um, that's a huge opportunity for you in the future, I think, and, and really to unleash what we call the power of teams, right? You're, you're going to be able to you know, magnify your effort by letting those individuals really conceive and employ the solutions they have. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you asking me the question and I appreciate you coming on. Um, I, I look forward to, to working with you and, and as we go forward. Okay. Well, I thank you for considering showdown. Certainly I, I, I love being part of uh, the marketing joy element, but really love helping you out. So, and uh, if there's anything we can ever do, you just pick up the phone, you know that. Cool. All right. Thanks, Kevin. Well, All that's right. going to wrap up this edition of delivering marketing joy. We'll see you next time.